everyone, you all want to hear about our bangs. Yeah, welcome to our um, bangs origin story. Um, (laughs) We both have bangs. It's New Girl in here. Um, I saw a tweet recently where they were like, it's so bold that they had two, like, main characters (laughs) with just the blunt straight across bangs. I mean, Jess's Um, weren't blunt straight across bangs. They were, like, on occasion, but they were mostly, like, to the side and... Or they were like uh, wispy. Wispy, yeah. Cece she had a lot of different one, styles. They were always mm-hmm. blunt, straight across. And they were flat, too. Like, yep. I style mine more, like, Jess yeah. does kind of, like, curved out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cece yours are more like- yours are more Jess. Mine are currently yeah. blinding me because they're so long. <laughs> they're CC um, but long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I have them freshly cut, they're, like, CCs. And the actress's name is uh, Hannah Simone, so look at that. Lots of Lots of parallels. Uh, I got my bangs in freshman year, I think, of college. Um, oh. Yeah, so I've had them. Well, I had them as a kid, um, and then there was a real unfortunate incident in sixth grade on picture day where I thought to get a haircut, and I got legit. They look like a mustache on my forehead. I have the oh, picture somewhere. <laughs> I can honestly, in my shame, I I will link it. Um, it looked like that picture. She gave me like a bowl, like cut. I just wanted like my hair to my shoulder. She like curved it in, gave me a bob, and then gave me bangs, but like a little mustache, like an inch above my eyebrows. <laughs> it's the worst picture. I <laughs> sobbed when I got. It was so bad. It was. Why didn't you do the like picture retake thing? Uh, because it it, it didn't. It, I, <laughs> I think at that point I was so dejected because like the hair hadn't really grown out because like picture retake day was like two or three weeks after like the first picture day. Um, So I mean I could have retouched the bangs but at that point I was in a real emotional (laughs) slump. Um, So I let those grow out. I didn't get a haircut for um, like four or five years because I was traumatized. (laughs) Legit I was so dramatic that I went home and I was like, Aphrodite, if you're real, fix oh my this. god. <laughs> I was peak Percy Jackson phase two. Um <laughs> so yeah, so that happened. <laughs> so I didn't get a haircut. My hair was super long um all through high school. Um and then college, I was like, yeah, I'll get bangs and I because my uncle had then started dating. Um in like what? by the time I got a hair <laughs> So my uncle started dating a hairdresser. Like, okay, you finish that. You were like, well, you see my uncle. Because I was, dating. I was talking to you before. And then I was like, wait, I didn't explain. So like halfway through high school, my uncle started dating a hairdresser. And I finally could trust someone to cut my hair again. Um, so I went back to her in uh, freshman year of college, got the bangs. And then I already touched, I think, on this in some other episode. But like after the bangs, it was like every day um someone was like you look like Jess from New Girl I had never seen it I was like mm-hmm. okay cool it was just like every day um and I watched it I was like yeah she's me pink wine Taylor Swift drinking alone yeah that's me um and then the pandemic hit and I had to cut my bangs myself and w- what you don't realize is that like if you cut them straight across and then you like tip your head back the back like the hair is like longer than the front of the hair because the way you have to pull it because like I have glasses but like it's so hard to see what I'm cutting because like Mm -hmm. I have to get super close to the mirror then also my glasses get full of hair but I can't have contacts because then they get full of hair and I'm trying not to cut my eyelashes because that's like an irrational fear of mine um 
so then like the way I have to like pull my hair out and I'll like cut it and then like like it goes back and then you have to like trim the back <laughs> half of your hair because it's longer and it's a weird look. I it, think this is a thing that you have to deal with that I don't because my bangs are pretty thin. Yeah, and mine are. Thin. I don't have particularly yeah. thick hair. So I think mm. you've got more I've, layers <laughs> to your bangs than can't I even do. See you. <laughs> my hair. Yes, yeah, they're um they're thick. See, I've just been I've been trimming my bangs since my mom stopped trimming mm-hmm. my bangs. So basically forever with the like brief interlude every once in a while in college I would grow them out and then I yeah. would get tired of it and I would either chop the long part of my hair off or I would give myself bangs. Mm-hmm. But I've always just done it myself. There's no <laughs> Yeah. And it always alarms people if they meet me during a period when I don't have <laughs> bangs. Because yeah. normally, if you're, like, somebody who doesn't have bangs and you suddenly show yeah. bangs, they're like, yeah. are you okay? Are you good? Especially <laughs> when I'm like, oh, I'm going to, like, cut my bangs. And they're like, yeah. you're going to cut them? And I'm like, no, 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 this isn't a crisis thing. <laughs> That's actually, if anything, a return to stasis it is. for me. It is. Like, yeah. I just always have them. So it's mm-hmm. actually weird that you met me when I didn't have them. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that is, is fine very true. now. That's very true. I have had to reassure so many friends, like, in college. I was like, guys, it's really okay. Yeah. It's not a crisis. <laughs> this is not My a crisis. My forehead's just really big. <laughs> God, it, it like, I don't have to pluck my eyebrows because you barely see them. It's such a, it's lovely. You'll still um, see mine. Except for in the anyway. summer, you get, like, tan it and is... not tan. <laughs> Oh, okay, that's not my issue, but that's because oh. I don't tan. I just they get stuck to my forehead. Well, that too. Oh my god, yeah. Or you in gotta, the rain, you gotta pull Ugh. back. There's Ugh. summer with bangs isn't fun unless you're no. me, in which case you sit in the air conditioning all day. Every well, day, so it doesn't same. matter. Yeah, though, like I put sunblock on and stuff. Like I don't like aggressively, like actively tan, aggressively tan. Um, <laughs> but like if I'm on the lake, I have to like pin them back, or else mm-hmm. my forehead will be like a shade lighter. Same thing with like my glasses. I'll wear my contacts then because I'll get that good old bridge um, tan line. That's not fun. But uh, this again is a. Well, I guess I used to get sunglasses tans back mm. in the day in Soft high school when we would do, I... uh, my, oh, see, mine was marching band, so <laughs> we are, we were different, well... but we were out in the sun, like, all day, every day yeah. for, like, yeah. a month in the summer, and then before and after yeah. school, so I, we were getting some sun, and we got some weird tan lines. The marching band kids, they had wild tan lines. We yeah. listen. There's a picture of me from like my senior year when I was a drum major at. We had a pool party at the end you of the summer. You were a drum year. major. Yeah, have we not talked what? about this? A drum, like the thing, like the bang bang drums. No, no, no. The drum major. Well, I was one of three, but oh, they, a major. <laughs> you meant like an English major. Oh, <laughs> I was like, no, you were majoring in drums. <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, wow, you don't present like a drum major. You're no, not like tapping things. I played the flute. Yeah, um, you're a flautist. And I know the drum major, if you don't know, is the no, person who stands at the front and conducts. That's so different. We stood on. It's because. Well, I don't know about the major part, actually, but they're drum majors because Mm. the drum line has to watch us really carefully because the drums are the ones who are setting the beat, so they have to follow Mm. the drum majors. 
everybody has to follow the drum majors, but specifically the drums. Anyway, I was a drum major my senior year, and there's a picture of me at the pool party with the other drum majors. And you can kind of see it on one of the other girls because she's Mm -hmm. white, but my best friend was also a drum major, and she's black, so she doesn't tan. So Mm -hmm. really, it's just me that you can see it on. But I'm wearing a swimsuit, and from, like, the part, like, you know, the part where the swimsuit ends on your, your hip, down to about where shorts would hit is so pasty white because I am so pasty white. And then my legs are a healthy brown until you hit my ankle where my socks would hit with my tennis shoes. And then my feet, because I was wearing sandals in that picture, are also pasty white. Mm. And you Mm. can kind of see my arms aren't as bad because a lot of times I'd be wearing tank tops. So that's just like a fairly normal tank top tan line. But like Like the guys would get like farmer's tans. Like a Neapolitan Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we'll link you'll include your mustache bangs. I'll include my Neapolitan tan lines. The show notes are gonna be wild today. Oh my god. Uh yeah. It in softball you'd have like the longer shorts and then the knee-high socks so there was like the one strip of your knee that <laughs> gets tan so that was oh, a no. trying time but I was in softball uh I suppose like up through 10th grade I think maybe maybe not I don't know and then I was a manager because I re- realized I don't like playing sports but I oh, like yeah. managing them <laughs> yeah I actively told coaches I was like please take me out I would have taken injury like I would have been like, yay! I can be injured and I can be on the sidelines looking like a brave warrior. We are <laughs> I won't have to not play. Roy Kent. No, no, and that's Absolutely. okay. Not all of us can be Roy Kent. Can't. Some of us have to be Ugh. Keely, but with way we less business about to, about which to be excited. We I can't give any spoilers for Ted Lasso because you know people may not have seen it. Mm-hmm. But um, for the record, I'm mad. Me, oh, same. I And I know what you, we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. The audacity. I, I didn't have a great feeling. because oh, the way Because the way it ended. But then there's, like, been stuff in, like, previews that I've seen. And I'm like, I have hope. Because that would just be incredibly stupid for them to do that for the entire season. No, um, I have to assume it's they're going to bring it back. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Yeah. But I, we didn't have to do that. No. I was real pissed. But then I did get to hear Jamie say poopy, so. That was really good. <laughs> it was great. Why does that accent sound like that? I don't know, but Jamie, I think, just has to be my favorite arc. <laughs> He's just <laughs> so, I just love him so much. He was really It funny. did something to me, emotionally. <laughs> I just, I can't. Emotionally. <laughs> I quite literally do think of him every time I listen yes. to Antihero. Yeah. Sexy little baby. <laughs> every time. I'll uh, I'll just forever be in love with uh, Rebecca saying, oh, Heather, <laughs> the you sneaky, salty bitch, when he oversells the, the biscuits. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, Heather. Mm, I love that scene. It's so funny. Or when um, um, when Leslie makes a delayed joke and Ted runs back into the room, he's like, yes. <laughs> Okay, well, that's an incredible scene. Do you call Higgins Leslie? I forgot what his last name is, but I remember the feminine junior. 
I remember that bit, but like I cannot think of him as Leslie. Whenever I whenever I think of him, I just always hear the feminine junior. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, see, personally, my Ooh. favorite bit is Ooh. and probably always will be, because it's gonna be really hard to top it. Jamie Tot is a Muppet. And I hope he dies of the incurable condition of being a little bitch. <laughs> Jamie Tart is a Muppet is the funniest line possibly in the entire show. Karma is a cat and Jamie Tart is a Muppet. And Jamie Tart is a Muppet and I hope he dies of the incurable condition of being a little bitch. <laughs> I love Roy. Mm. I- oh, okay, we've talked way too long. We've bantered yeah. way too long. We- Welcome to Romance TBR. Yeah. It's nothing yes, but banter. Thank you. I don't know why I thanked you. Well, thank you but for being here. Banter with an E as opposed to banter. Banter with app. just an R. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We don't need any more dating apps. <laughs> We're good. Mm-hmm. Pop that E in there. That's the banter. Pop that, that E. <laughs> just pop an E on Romance or TBR. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. Cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, you're that in for was... a spicy episode today. Yeah. The first one where we really disagree. Because this happens occasionally. Mm-hmm. But the, I feel like the first, like, Lisa Kleypas, like, of this, um... That's true. This series read. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, like, passionate... I'm not, like, passionately against it. So, I'm like... passionately for it. That's intriguing to me. Because I just... I don't get it. Yeah, my take is that I think this is my favorite of the Hathaways. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. And you know what's funny is when I finish it and I put my little five-star rating up on my reading tracker, um, Olivia (laughs) Randomolith, our lovely friend who is offering the newsletter services, Mm -hmm. um, sign up for our newsletter, by the way, she DM'd me and responded to the story and told me that she's been, like, reading them or, like, listening to the episodes yeah. in real time. And she also has been reading The Hathaways about the same I love time. I that. Yeah. Um, so she read it a little bit before us. And she was like, I was waiting for this episode because I thought it was going to be your favorite. And I was like, how did you know? I don't know how I mean, she knew. Specifically. I was like, how I did you know, know how she knew? And funnily, it was before you read it. And I was like, I don't think it's going to be Hannah's favorite. But no. it is mine. It's my least favorite. <laughs> See, that is wild. I like, sunri- I like Sunrise so much better than this one. I technically yeah. rounded them both down to three, but like I would consider rounding up Sunrise to four. Oh no, the more I think about Sunrise, the less I like it. Um, the more I think about her shoving that man in a wardrobe and lighting okay. him on fire. Sure. I just have to give it to Um, this one, like, I just I just I I'm not big into epistolary, I guess. And oh, and I felt like her animals weren't in it enough. I wanted more animal content. Uh, See, I Albert think it was, was less about the animals than it was about the things that she has learned from the animals. I know, but I wanted more chubby hedgehogs. He had one cute interaction. I mean, there were things I liked, and again, like it's still at least a Kleypas novel. The little um, interaction though, where he's like out wandering the in the hallway, and, and Medusa she's just, and just like scoops her up because she's just out on a little walk, and he's like, "You shouldn't like, be out here." And just butts her back. Was yeah, so delightful. That was really cute. Was so um, real for that. I, I had to make sure going out into the hallway and there's a little hedgehog just just a plump. I just love how they always call her plump. She I just plump. get the best visual. Yeah. It's just a cuddly little plump hedgehog. She just waddles down the hall. 
And he goes, <sighs> oop, let me scoop you up. Yeah. He's so I, for that. He was. I, again. The dog, Albert, I wept. Albert was adorable. Albert was adorable. He was, he was the star of the book for me. I also did quite literally eat up the parallels of, like, Beatrice helping the dog and then being, like, my guy. I could help you, too. Like, my God. Christopher. I have a soft spot for, uh, where was I going with that? Oh, veteran or, like, war. Mm, see, that's one of my least favorites. Oh, one I think it's because I come from a military family. Yeah. So when I see it handled well, which is mm-hmm. sometimes not the case. Mm-hmm. But I think it was handled really well here, especially yeah. with the guy who comes back at the end. I was so impressed with how they yeah. handled, or how she handled that. Because I think a lesser writer would just have him be like vengeance driven yeah. and mad yeah. for lack of a better word. And just like, we have to deal with that. But instead she was mm-hmm. like, actually, you're not well. Let's help you. And I was like, yeah. Lisa, a plot twist. <laughs> I, by the time I got to that point, I had just wanted to be done with the book. So I was like, oh, that's cute. Like, the last page I really liked. Because I was like, it's over. But also, it was a cute last page. The yearning. I didn't sense any of that. Like, it just, everything happened off page. It felt like they were, like, they were in love so quick. But I, nothing from their letters. I know, but I didn't, like. But that was them falling in love. I know. But I didn't. But it was like intellectually. <laughs> um, I can't. None of my family can do that. I don't know how he to do that accent. Intellectually. Yeah, it's so. Le. I don't know. You you do better than I do. Um, I wrote down. I wrote down things that I liked because I was like I. <laughs> I tried. Because <laughs> again, I wasn't like aggressively like angry with it. I was just bored. Um, which is just caught up in the feelings i'm so fascinated by that i truly am like this this actually blows my mind i like i don't listen we're different people and that's i know but like i can't like i'm looking at this book like it's on a little stand right next to me and i'm like what is in you that she loves (laughs) i just don't get it i mean maybe it has something to do like i was able to listen to the audiobook and you know maybe yeah fed up so maybe it just felt like quicker to me because it was literally faster yeah, oh, well, I feel like I read it pretty fast. Like, I I think I flew through at least the first half um, pretty quickly. Um, and then I was just kind of like, it's cute. But, yeah, I don't I, – I was sad because I was like, I was looking forward to it. But it also did the thing where I didn't want it to do, which is for a while, like, pretended that Prudence was the one. And it – the pacing of it was off for me because he kissed her twice like before Beatrix and it was also like page 140 where he was still kissing her um and I just don't like that that's I mean I only remember the first one but I have to assume the second one he already knew he wasn't gonna marry her well so the second one happened when um he was declining her he was like saying no and then he realized that she wasn't the one who wrote the letters and then he was like words don't matter i'm gonna marry you um and then made out with her um i don't remember the make maybe they, i remember that maybe, conversation because he was maybe ours were changed maybe they maybe she edited no, I, I believe you i i'm yeah. not saying you made that no I, but it could technically she well, could have edited <laughs> i guess that's true um, um 
but yeah, no, he, because I was like, I was really impressed with him. I was like, yay, he's turning her down. I love this. I mean, and he then was he, turning her down. Yeah. And then he immediately after he realized and he was like, well, shit, I've been had. Um, he was pissed. And so then he is like, fine, I'll offer for you. I'll go talk to your mom. And I don't think like there was like hints after that that they were betrothed. But she honestly it wasn't a huge. No, they were never actually betrothed. He yeah, was it was like, like it was like yeah, rumors. sure. Um, there was like whispers I'll court about you, town. but he never had yeah. any intention of doing that. By that point, he was just being sneaky. Yeah, I, I mean, he like kissed her, in and like he made her like melt against him, and it was just too much at that point. It was like page one forty because I thought I was happy, and then he was like, "I'm too angry." And then, but I mean, then he went and found Beatrix and was like, "Are you the writer?" And all that. that was hot. And I did enjoy. I did enjoy that moment. And it gave us the uh, the great phrase "troubled and aroused." Um, I think that really encapsulated um, his feelings regarding her. So. He was so mad, and it was so sexy of him. He was so angry. Mm-hmm. Mm. And Beatrix was like, "Listen." That's my bad. My favorite. I didn't mean to. And he was like, the audacity. I'm going to make out with you right now. My favorite was he was like, um, I will like take you right here. And in her head, she was like, oh, that'd be terrible. <laughs> and then there was like a way how Clay was like framed it. And she was like, so then she had Beatrix like speak out. No, don't. <laughs> Just like I pictured her being like, no, that's the worst oh, possible outcome. No. <laughs> I don't laughed at that. Take me right here in the stables. <laughs> I laughed at that do. one. Beatrix I was, was like, so you're big relatable for. <laughs> oh, no. As she's like egging him on. You know uh. what? As she should. Mm-hmm. I love goading man. Uh, goading man. <laughs> goading men. Bye. Bye. Um, you know what also helped? I had just watched um, season two of Shadow and Bone, and mm. the actor that plays Nikolai, who is already one of my favorite characters, here's the thing. I don't. I wasn't like super into that actor when I first saw him cast, but the mm-hmm. character of Nikolai is really hot. Does it? Yeah. So I was like, you got me. And he's like dressed in a military unit because he's a prince. So he's like wearing mm-hmm. the military uniform a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So having just watched that, he was in my brain. And I have trouble if I like watch a show, those characters are going to be who I picture gotcha. regardless of what I read, which is a little bit annoying sometimes. But in mm-hmm. this case, Christopher was already like a tall, handsome, blonde man who sometimes mm-hmm. was wearing an army uniform. So I was like, I'm going to lean into this mental image <laughs> I've got going with this very handsome man. So already there was like a hot man in my head being Christopher. <laughs> Boy, a did hot man in me. your head. <laughs> sometimes you got a hot man in your head, you know? <laughs> I, I do be feeling like that sometimes. <laughs> I will say, I tried to take notes specifically because sometimes when I go to make our, um like, fill out the bingo boards, mm-hmm. and, like, which mm-hmm. things were checked off, sometimes I'll have forgotten by the time I make it. So I tried to write down every time something on the bingo board came up. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I should take notes. I didn't take notes. What I wrote down was one. Beatrix, she who brings hedgehogs to picnics, because I think that's the funniest, like, epigraph or whatever of anyone yeah. ever. I would like to be known as Caroline, she who brings hedgehogs to picnics. That's my dream. 
Um, and the only other thing I wrote down is something that I think you will appreciate, which is his mom wandering around, throwing out complaints like a flower girl, tossing petals, and then laying in a dark room because of her vapors is big relatable. Uh, yeah. Like, this mom is the worst, but she literally compared her to throwing out complaints like a flower girl tossing out petals. And I was like, nothing is relatable to me as walking in, complaining a bunch, and then being like, I have to go lay in a dark room. The vapors. <laughs> the vapors got me. The vapors. Ugh, I claim the vapors too much for the 21st you know, century. I think they're real. I think we need to address the vapors. <laughs> Sometimes you're just feeling them. We'd like to address the vapors in the room. We're just feeling them. Not vapors like people who vape, but the vapors with an O. Yes. yes. Um, they get me sometimes. Oh no, the vapors are coming! The vapors are coming! Oh, that's what I imagine Paul Revere um, shouted. They're getting me. I don't know. Sometimes you just don't feel good and you're like, well. <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I was so put upon. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Um, I think another one you could add to the bingo board. I don't think you have this one on there, um, but it's happened twice now in recent books where the heroine um, spends a lot of time with animals, especially horses. And so she assumes that mating happens <laughs> from behind and Big gets, on her, energy. gets on her stomach and is like, take me. <laughs> Right, cowboy. She's so real for that. And he was like, "No." Actually, what he was like was, "I, I, I am into that very passionately. I care very passionately." However, maybe not for this first time. It was um. It also happened in Never Seduce a Duke by Vivian Lorette. Um, that was a great scene. She like bent over the couch and it was like, "I'm presenting my body to you," and he was like. Uh, <laughs> spend a lot of time with the horses, don't you? I um, so that watch. that's a bingo bard bard a bingo bard, bard bingo bard moment. Uh, <laughs> I don't read or watch Outlander, but I've seen clips of it. And the have you seen like their original or like their first? Sex no, scene? but I've heard that that happens. Yeah, he's a virgin hero. <laughs> yeah. So he like whips her around and goes to her and she's like, whoa, hold on. Kaba, take me away. So she's like, hang on just a second. What are we doing? And he was like, yeah, I've seen animals do it. I don't think that's a quote, but like that's basically his logic. No. And she's like, uh, yeah, no. I've seen animals do it. Quote uh, from Outlander. <laughs> Jamie, uh, whatever his name is. I don't know. Not a clue. Uh, I don't know, but I do mm-hmm. love that trope. Mm-hmm. Or the um, what mating habits? <laughs> mating habits in the afternoon. Um, ah, <laughs> oh, the mating habits of squirrels. That whole conversation. <laughs> he's dying. Oh, yeah, he's... She's like, "Why are you laughing at me, squirrels? Do not be laughing at the intercourse of squirrels." They're respectable squirrels. Mm. Oh. I love Beatrix specifically as like a quote unquote quirky heroine. Mm-hmm. 
because there's so much depth to her. Like, she's not just a surface, like, she's not just like, I love animals, hee <laughs> hee. Like, I, she's so fully, like, well-rounded and fleshed out. She says, I love animals, hee hee, but in a very refined British accent. <laughs> in a very refined British voiceover. Um, yes. I can't do it. I won't. Direct- I'm not going to attempt that. I won't either because it won't be good. No. But yes, just imagine. I love animals. Hee hee. That. I just think Beatrice is so delightful and so insightful. And she keeps pulling out her little like, oh, well, he's a lion. Mm-hmm. And she's a ferret. I kept waiting for someone to be a hedgehog because... I'm yeah. a hedgehog, and I believe that. I thought... Huh. I thought someone was. I thought Wynne was, because wasn't she, like, prickly? But Maybe was she a so cat or something? Soft in general. I thought she was... Oh, you're right. She wasn't prickly. I thought I someone know. was. Is Amelia a hedgehog? Amelia was kind of prickly. That could be a good contender. I thought there was someone, so Amelia... That would make I sense. I trying to think, because I felt like that was, like, was, back in book one. remember. Someone right in. Please be like you dumb bitches. <laughs> it was this one. It's us, the dumb bitches. It. I remember um back when the like uh, it, uh what was that called? That like Harry Potter which like fuck J.K. Rowling. But like uh pre all of that. Yeah. The, you remember like online what was it called? Like Harry Potter website where you can yeah the um tests and the Potter world right yeah I guess yeah well, they had like a, a Patronus test which mm, was based mm-hmm. on absolutely nothing they just assigned you a random animal yeah. but I got hedgehog and I was like oh that's so funny because like you know my mom loves hedgehogs or whatever but I was like I don't think that's accurate and my best friend at the time was like you are such a fucking hedgehog and I was like what does that mean. I'm told that I'm prickly on the outside, but soft on the inside. I have been informed. And I was like, you know what? That's valid. You made some points. My internet persona perhaps doesn't do it justice. Wow. I do be prickly upon first meeting. You're such a fucking hedgehog. I don't think that was a direct quote either, but it was the energy. (laughs) Wow. It was an accurate um, paraphrase. And I yeah. carried that with me. So. <laughs> the emotional baggage of. To be fair, if Amelia is the hedgehog, that would track because of the Hathaways. I do identify with Amelia. I feel like she was. It sounds right to me. I don't know what other animal she would be. I think you're right. I don't think it could really be anything else. Interestingly, she changed in uh, Married by Morning. She they they mentioned that they're both ferrets, Leo and Cat, mm-hmm. and so they like fight or whatever. But in this one, they say they said something different. I think like Leo is was one a cat that someone, I don't know. Someone was a swan. No, no, no. I think Wynn was a rabbit and. Kev was a rabbit, yeah, cat or something. Yeah, you're right. Because the rabbit has yep. to stand up to the yep. cat. But then yep. she said, like, "Oh, they're both ferrets. That's why they have to like fight while they court or whatever." But then in Love in the Afternoon, she says Leo is something different, and I can't remember what. Hmm. I remember like reading that, but yeah, I don't remember. I would have to go back and like search the text or something. 
Oh, God. What's your this persona? I, I want her to do one for me because I don't know. Um, 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 yeah, I don't. All I could just keep thinking was that I'm the meat and potatoes. <laughs> that, that's all I could think about. <laughs> You're like, I'm a hedgehog. And I'm the meat and potatoes. <laughs> For those who don't know, um, <laughs> on the wonderful streets of Minneapolis, <laughs> um, I was, uh, by a cat caller, called the meat and potatoes. Damn, girl, <laughs> you're the meat and potatoes. <laughs> and I was like, thanks. Snack, Hannah, you're the whole meal. <laughs> no, whole meal. And then the best part is that Perkins, a diner. Um, a beloved diner. A beloved diner, uh, like chain in the Midwest, has a meat and potato special. It's um, not just in the Midwest. Uh, it's well, it's not everywhere. So wherever That's it is. True. But I'm. But. I used to go to one in Virginia. Oh, cool. And then there was one by Disney World that we used mm. to go to. That's good because so. I, when I was in um Portland, one of our uh, Uber drivers had no clue what we were talking about when we were talking about Perkins. That's like, offensive. What? I know. I was like, huh. Well, the Perkins in Virginia burned down before we moved, oh. and it was, like, actually devastating. And mm-hmm. then there's none anywhere in our vicinity now, which is mm. personally offensive to me. So I haven't eaten at a Perkins in a long time, but I sure do remember those smiley face chocolate chip pancakes. Yep. Mm. yep. With all the sprinkles and the whipped cream. Delicious. I love their anyway. honey mustard. Mm. I was we also have a baker square. She ate honey mustard the last time I ate there, so. What happened with honey mustard? I just wasn't old enough to appreciate oh, it the last time I ate there. So theirs is really know. good. I mean, it's honey mustard. So. I love honey mustard it's and ranch. It's a good condiment, but it's like not one it. that people Mm-mm. offer all the time. No, exactly. If you're listening and you're considering opening a restaurant, please include honey mustard in the options. Yes. Yes, please. And also the fancy, obviously, restaurant ranch because you can't yes. get that at the store. Um, Ken's. Ken's honey mustard that you can buy at the store is the best um, restaurant dupe that I found. So noted. I have honey mustard dupes. <laughs> I made um, a um, like a honey mustard apple vinaigrette for an apple like uh, salad. Ooh. Delicious! It's literally just you mix up like literally honey and mustard honey and, and mustard. apple cider vinegar. Mm. I love condiments. Practice Not- safe. Relevant to the <laughs> practice, safe salading. I don't know. Safe dipping. <laughs> safe dipping. Yes. Always use yes. a condiment. Um. <laughs> Be really dry without it. This is like the dumbest bit that we've done in a while. Um, well, I think I've made it. I don't think this is my first time saying it. I'm pretty sure I've said it before. Butt tracks. Yeah, it does. What was I just reading? I just read a historical where they used a French letter and they had to tie it. Oh yeah, because we were ta- yeah, because you hadn't encountered that a lot. But I mean, I like literally just read one, and there was a whole <laughs> bit where it like kept falling off, and yeah, what was that? I know not. At any rate, uh, it wasn't um, love in the afternoon. Which no. I, you know what? Speaking of after they hooked up in love in the afternoon, um, I respected so much that this man was like, "Well, no, I can't marry you because like 
I'm mentally not okay, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm worried about harming you. <laughs> so probably we shouldn't get married. And Beatrix yeah. was like, no. <laughs> and then proceeded to take him to talk to her brothers. <laughs> yeah. And Cam and Leo were like, so you want to marry Beatrix? And he was like, no. no. But she's yep. probably gonna make me some. Yep. You're like damn yep. relatable. I I also wrote. Um, I do love when either it's you know Harry Rutledge or any hero who just you know knows probably that he's not great mm-hmm. for the heroine. He just takes her anyway. He's like, I'm gonna do it. There was like a scene in here um, where he I like made the note. I don't know what the actual quote was. Um, he was like, I'm not worthy, but damn straight, I'm going to take her. <laughs> like, she's mine. Yeah, she's stuck with me. After he tried to, like, yeah. hey, this probably isn't yeah. a good idea. And Beatrix was like, well, that's too bad for you. Yeah. Because you know what we're going to do? We're going to get married. I was wor- I was like, oh, no, how long are we going to drag out the, like, I can't marry you. I'm not good for mm-hmm. you. We're not going to drag it out. <laughs> we're going to go talk to Cam and Leo and drink together. It was, it was an interesting. just decided. I think my main thing about the book was that it was just a very weird structure because then, like, they were married, but then it was the sleeping together that was the issue. Um, And then it came back with the uh, war veteran, um, which I was wondering what wild third act we were going to do. Yeah. It has to be an external third act. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what could it possibly be? Somebody coming back from the dead didn't see that coming. It's very Lisa, though. Yes, it was. Kudos to her. And then we turned it around and he got better within a few years. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And that and then I I also wrote uh classic Paul the wine guy moment. Um have you seen Friends? Um, um in the pilot episode of Friends, um I think it's the pilot. Um Monica works at a restaurant and the sommelier is named Paul nickname paul the wine guy and his whole bit is that he can't get hard so he goes around to every woman in the restaurant and is like can you cure me can you get me hard and that's what um with audrey that's what happened at the end um whatever his name was yeah what i something with an r i think um he told her that he was impotent because yeah. she was like scared of his virility and then he's like i'll let her nurse me back to health well because she thought that she was uh yeah what'd you call it infertile mm-hmm. and so she didn't want to like get involved with someone who would expect kids mm-hmm. so he was like no i just told her yeah, old war injury and, and then- he was like are you and he's like oh no <laughs> I'll let her cure me soon. Uh, I thought that was a that was a fun bit, and I liked That's how the magic she... pussy we deserve. <laughs> he was never actually broken. Ah, I was just happy that she got her um, hea because it was sad to see his brother die. I was like, oh yeah, rip. I was like, John, you left me here all alone. I'm sad, and he had to come back. Ugh. Poor guy. And then the right. mother. Yeah, so I was I was happy to see Audrey have her secondary romance um, in this one. That was fun. I um, also do really respect Audrey knowing, knowing what was going on the entire yes. time and just not saying, just being petty about it. Yeah. He's like, like, I'm going to marry whoever wrote this letter. And she was like, mm-hmm. 
Tell me more about how you're not but attracted then, to Beatrix Hathaway. Yes, I love that scene. I also noted that um, when he was, she was like, oh, yeah, she's kind of plain. He's like, no, she's actually like quite <laughs> yeah. beautiful. And she's like, yeah, but she's this. And he's like, no, actually, she's the loveliest, loveliest person I've ever seen. And she's like, yeah, but she's kind of uh, whatever, annoying. He's like, no, I could listen to her talk for ages. <laughs> Just like every I would smack my brother-in-law upside the head. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like but of also like i can't stand her <laughs> that was a fun fun time that was like, the no, troubles and the aroused worst. however mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you are not allowed to say anything only yeah. i can say things honestly relatable me about mm-hmm. anyone that i care about i'm like no i'm gonna talk shit about them all day long but don't you say anything king yeah, mm. I don't I have much else. I will say the fact that they want an heir and a spare, and then they always send the spare off to just, like, get killed in war is just wild to me. And they don't. I'm like, you have a spare for a reason, and then you just don't fucking care about the spare, and then you send him off to get killed or go to the church, and then you don't train him how to do this job, and then, lo and behold, you need him. I find it so wild that you'd have one and then you would just be like okay that's fine bye well doesn't aren't second sons our second sons you know how they have the different like the second son does this and the third son does this and the you know, yeah because he's the second to... most second sons either go to the church or the military like by a commission right um, so i feel like probably they just never expected there to be a I know, but I'm like, you you, you have the second son as a backup, as bad as it sounds. Yeah, but remember when he joined the military, he just, like, rode around looking hot. That was his whole thing, and he was really good at it. And then they got into a war, and he was like, I guess I should go to war. Riding around and looking hot in the afternoon. (laughs) How many different? They're just gonna keep coming. Oh. Mm. I just find it wild. I'm gonna go reread the scene where he gets pissed at her in the stables. I, I mean, personally, I love it for you that you love this book. I just find that so incredibly wild. Like, I just can't. I'm like um, a hero insulting the heroine. He doesn't know she's listening. Like, I just couldn't imagine this book would incite any passion. <laughs> and then, obviously, the heroine would prove him wrong. But oh, I thought you were referring to the part where he insults her, not knowing that she's listening. I mean, yeah. I love that trope. I do love when that happens. Which was um, hilarious, by the way. That makes sense. She belongs in the stables. <laughs> Devastating. He's like, I don't think I said that, but like, it could be something I'd say. He's like, that does sound right. I have no memory of it, but that that does sound Attract. like a thing that I would say. He's like, well, also, you Ooh. like horses. Not. How wrong was I? He's so real for that. Um, the step back is hot, though. I feel like that guy is really hot. I don't they didn't make him blonde, which I appreciate because his hair like darkened. Oh. I think like after the war. I'm not into blondies really. I like a blonde man. A blonde duke named Sebastian. I do love blonde dukes named Sebastian. I just read another one. I'm pretty sure, and now Ooh. I can't remember. Ooh, Dang gotta it. add it add it to your list. Or maybe he was like gonna become a duke. I don't know. There was also I just read Nisha Sharma's next. Uh, mm, book mm-hmm. and there's a bit where she is talking to like literally she's like an event planner so she just like has a conversation with the guy who like owns the space or like the manager mm, of the mm-hmm. space or whatever like a 30 second conversation 
and he kind of like lightly touches her on the arm but the whole bit is that like all the aunties are there Mm -hmm. so within like 30 seconds of that conversation she gets a call from the hero because all the aunties sent him pictures (laughs) of this guy with his hand on her arm um and he's like kind of jealous about it I mean he like gets over it he's not like toxic yeah. about it and he believes her when she's like oh it was nothing and he's like oh okay but she's also like mm-hmm, you were jealous um but so he's like who is that like who's that guy mm-hmm. whatever and she's like Sebastian and he's like damn it even his name is hot <laughs> yep I was like Bunty and I are the same um because you could take a mediocre man and if he was like I'm Sebastian I'd be like oh are you <laughs> Or he's a little crab. <laughs> or he's a little... I will say this. I'm excited for the live action Little Mermaid. <laughs> except that I hate the ocean and that stresses me out a little yeah. bit. Because the thought of yeah. like being immersed in the sea is stressful to me. Um, but yeah. I watched the trailer and I was like, wow, this looks really beautiful. I'm loving it. Except for live action Sebastian. Because <laughs> he's literally a little crab. But he's talking and I didn't like it. <laughs> Raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by little crabs <laughs> named Sebastian. <sighs> yeah. He doesn't even go here. <laughs> I just want unicorns and rainbows and to make everyone a cake. <sighs> just oh. go here. Anyway, I um I am unsurprised that you didn't like this book very much. Yeah. Uh, I read it and I was like, okay, so Married by Morning is going to stay Hannah's favorite. However, mm-hmm. I love angst. And I, love I, didn't even fi- I didn't even really find this one angsty. It just, I don't know. I did. It hit me in all the feels. Again, I'm happy for you. I wish it did something for me. Because, like, I, I wanted to end it on a high note. And I was like sad <laughs> I was like halfway through I was like I don't think I like this because like I, I started I was like I'm raring to go and then I was like ooh, maybe not um I but mean, yeah it made me I do love like a war yeah it made me and that makes sense it made me want to uh change my rating from a uh, tempt me to twilight to five stars and then to change my rating of seduce me at sunrise and round it up to four that one it's still a three and a half um but i rounded down on goodreads um but this one is just a straight three i think also um, bro i'm such a sucker for like animals in wartime like the little like, yeah albert, being albert was adorable we haven't opined enough on Albert. No, we need to talk about no. Albert for a second. Because first of all, him like mm-hmm. running up and down the line, delivering messages and mm-hmm. stuff, and then just like attaching himself to Christopher. And Christopher's like, okay, <laughs> I guess. And then he's like, this is my best friend. He is kind of feral and a little bit unhinged. But so like, am I. I just like, I understand being like scared of an animal. Like I felt for his staff. Growing up, I had sure. so many friends with really mean cats. My grandma had a really mean cat, and I was forced to interact with them, and I did not enjoy it. Um, his poor staff. <laughs> they were yeah, like, this dog staff. is the devil's spawn. Uh, my favorite was that his name was Albert, and then he met the queen, mm-hmm. and the queen was like, That's I cute. literally <laughs> wept when they talked about um, how he like was told to bring Albert with him and they like mm-hmm. all stepped up in formation and Albert was there and I was like already crying and then everybody was bullying him which was excellent 
And then she was like, mm, Albert, come forward and gave him the little collar. And I was just like yeah. crying. Albert, he was just the MVP. Ugh. Most valuable Also, pet. him literally running away from home and <laughs> just showing up at Beatrix's house. I do respect him, his main character energy. Also, and then her, like, convincing the staff to, like, Stealing. oh, he left, we don't know. And she's like, like, here's his leash. How did that oh, get there? Oh, we keep him in the shed. Don't. We didn't mm. tell you that, though. And then him, like, being incredibly angry and going to get his dog and being convinced that he had, like, ruined everything and everyone hated him, only for him to be, like, so delightfully well-behaved. Dog. And he's like, huh? Oh. <laughs> Who is this? Uh, he had the the quintessential Jamie Tart arc. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. I just love the parallels of him being like he needs to like stay alone in the house and like not interact, and Beatrix being like, or maybe he's just different than he was before the war, and he's a little traumatized from the things that happened during the war. And maybe you are also, but we'll come back to that. We'll loop back around right now. Let's deal with the dog, who has the exact same issues that you do. (sighs) Mm. Yeah. I just, like, all of the, like, he's like, no, I want to, like, be in society, when in reality he does not want to be in society. Or, like, yeah. a loud noise will trigger him, and he, like, tackles her to the ground, and then it's like, oh, no. Like, this yep. well-bred lady, I tackled her to the ground. I'm sure I'm hurting you. And Beatrix, meanwhile, is, like, unruffled and fully prepared to deal with this situation. Mm-hmm. Everything is fine. I have a lot of feelings. Yeah, I think... Actually, I just don't know. Like, I don't... I didn't mind them together. Um... I think another thing that works for me that maybe doesn't necessarily work for you is that I will, number one, really love epistolary romances. Oh, Um, that would do it. But also, I think part of that is because I get very easily frustrated by, like, Mm insta-lust. Or, I don't mind insta-lust as long as you can back it up. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, I, so many romances fail for me in relying solely on physical chemistry. And Mm -hmm. I'm always, like... Okay, but where was I? Just wanted the them to like, you have like a the conversation. Yeah, you tell what one was the one that we read and they were having Anna Maria and the Fox. Yes, it's such a yes. slow burn that like they're constantly having these yeah. like philosophical, ideological yeah. conversations, and I eat that up. And so for me, an epistolary romance removes like you cannot rely on physical chemistry mm-hmm. and supplement actual emotional connection with that by just being like, oh, they're in love. They're like super attracted to each other. Mm-hmm. They hook up all the time, and it's super hot. And you're like, that's great. I love that. However, <laughs> I would like yeah. some conversation to make me I believe th- that they are actually in love. And so for me, an epistolary romance works because they have to fall in love with yeah. each other's brains first. I just don't think there was enough of the epistolary element. I would have, I think, needed more of that because I felt like I had more of a connection to them in the epistolary moments maybe. And then once they – I don't – it just seemed to happen really fast after he got back. And I guess, again, like, a lot happened. And they wrote a lot of letters. But I just didn't. Again, maybe it worked better in audio. Um, I don't know. But I understand that for the the conversations and getting to know. Um, I mean, I feel like it worked for me. Well, but I also was considering that he's in, like, incredibly traumatic circumstances at this mm-hmm. point in his life. So I imagine if I were living through a war <laughs> and someone was writing me these letters, I feel like I would fall in love faster. Yeah. 
Which but also, I guess, we were only getting snippets of the letters. Yeah. Which I think... That's why I don't know if I would have wanted it longer. Like, more letters to see. Um, but I guess I just wasn't, like, interested in what they were talking about. <laughs> it's like... I don't know. It just... It wasn't... It wasn't for me. And I have three copies of this book. <laughs> I have the most copies of this one. I screw myself. I really do. And you can just give them away. I will. No one's stopping yeah. you. Forcing you to have multiple copies. Well, I was like, because if I'm at like a thrift store, I'll just like pick up like a copy. I'm like, I never know if anyone's going to need it. And then, the, I mean, the, personally it makes sense. This is the one that's the most in the thrift stores. But um it so i just have picked up copies along the way <laughs> now they stare Listeners, at me. you can't hear it but i did raise a judgmental eyebrow with that comment the bangs kind of hit it I so know, i'm happy you, i'm that. happy that you um but you just know that, that it, for me. it raised oh oh i see it now it moved you your really bangs overemphasize it. <laughs> yeah they gotta catch on the hair <laughs> i wish i could do the one eyebrow raise i'll never be a romance hero Oh, I can do it. I thought everyone could. I assumed it was one of those things like a sneer where you can just only do it on one side unless you're special. Oh, God. You can't sneer? Oh, I didn't even... I don't know. (laughs) The... (laughs) I feel like I just naturally sneer. What's the... So you can only do one side? Yeah, it's something about the... I mean, most people. You can't do either side, it looks (laughs) like. I'm sneer shamed. I <laughs> you are did not know that. Um, usually, it's something about the way your muscles are. Usually, you can only do one side. <laughs> you look on him. Um, but I can oh, sneer and I can raise that same eyebrow on the same side. Really? My nephew and my sister actually can both raise both eye, like hmm. lift one I eyebrow, should... but on both sides. You know what I mean? <laughs> Good thing I haven't tried to sneer at anyone. <laughs> My dad can raise his eyebrow, or he can raise both of them, um, mm-hmm. and I get extremely jealous. Um, but I can do, like, the tongue curling that my mom can't do, like, that. And oh, I didn't used to be able to, but I learned. But yeah, my mom can't do it. My sister can't, but my dad and I can. Yeah, that. I think. I haven't done it in a very long time. There's another, there's, like, the W one. I can't do that, but I Oh, I can't do that. Mm-mm. No. Or the amount of times after watching, um... What's the one witch one where she wiggles her nose? Bewitched, yeah. Yeah. My mom and I love that show. And mm-hmm. I also would love to. I was I just sure tried. I can't. I sure it. tried. <laughs> Never succeeded. Didn't we all? Has anyone ever watched Bewitched and not immediately tried to wiggle their nose like Elizabeth Montgomery? I would like, I would like hold my face and just be like. Mm. Yeah. And it, it never, just like flaring no. my nostrils. The, the pupils were blown wide and his nostrils flared. I is he a horse or is that he expression hero? because like I I I like flare my nostrils and I'm like that's not attractive. Yeah. That's concerning to me. That's yeah. how I feel about bared my teeth. Like I know what they're trying to get at, <laughs> but no one actually yeah. bears their teeth. Like I much prefer people will complain about growling. Mm. I don't mind growling because I understand no, that I like they growling. don't mean a literal growl. Yeah. Rar. <laughs> no one is just... talking about a literal unless of course we're reading like a monster romance or something in yeah. which case that's different <laughs> that's a different I guess I, I bare thing. my teeth when I try to sneer 
No, but see, for me, baring my teeth is like a grimace. Like, an, ooh, that's when mm. my teeth come out. I would never angrily mm. bare my teeth. Grr. So you but a sexy face. growl that is not a literal growl, but just like kind of a deep rumble, that's hot. I like the uh, the Roy Kent growl mm-hmm. effect. Mm-hmm. Mm. I do Roy enjoy Kent. that. The one and only. There's really no one comparable. No, there really isn't. Mm. I tried to explain to my dad the premise that Roy Kent is a romance hero. He did not mm. get it. I think my parents get it. I love that for them. <laughs> Good for them. I think they're both in love with him. I mean, how could you not be? I know. Ugh. I know. The I'm episode, intrigued. the rom communism episode, where he like mm-hmm. runs dramatically to the ugh. fuck runs off. <laughs> When Jamie's like, I'm crowding him, I can't do that. And then Roy's like, fuck, runs. Yeah, that's iconic. Mm. He's here. Okay. He's there. He's every fucking where. He sure is. In the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) That delighted me beyond the point where it should have. I'm glad. <laughs> it tickled me pink. Um, <sighs> all right. Well, that's all I've got. Mm-hmm. I would die for that book, and it's my favorite. And you so fascinating. do not feel the same way, and that's okay. Cause sometimes, it is. I feel like I mean, usually we like fairly closely align in uh-huh. our feelings, and when we don't, we're like polar opposites. It's weird. I mean, I'm happy I'm not like – like this book didn't anger me. I'm happy that didn't happen. <laughs> that's fair. Because then that would be not a fun time. This would be a less fun episode. Yes. It would just be us growling and grunting. Be, the girls are fighting! Like, <laughs> the presidential alert. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, I truly find it riveting that you love it. Not the book. No, not the, the book. Fact that I love it. Your relationship with the book. I mean, well, that's me listening to you talk about one Duke down. That's true. I'm like, it was a good time. I and that's to me where time. I'm like, if you, I just don't. And like, that's why that's why I feel like it is weird for me not to like this book because not a lot happened. But a but lot also, did happen emotionally. But it, I didn't feel it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. I do feel like the majority of the arc was Christopher's. Because Christopher is yeah. the one coming back and dealing with PTSD and fitting back into a society that is the same when he is not the same. Mm-hmm. It's the same reason that Bandstand is one of my all-time favorite Broadway musicals. And it makes me cry mm-hmm. every time I listen to the soundtrack. And it also is about like veterans coming back from, I want to say, World War II and being told, like, yay, everything can go back to normal now. And them not knowing how to deal with the fact that they are not back to normal but society wants to pretend that they are Hmm. i've never heard of bandstand oh there's a song listen that musical is so so good but there's a song at the end that like is a reworking of taps it's like devastating and every time i listen to it i cry so putting my broadway playlist on shuffle is always an adventure Cause I'll be like bopping, and then either that'll come yeah. on, or like something from the soundtrack of Miss Saigon, and you can't like casually listen to Miss Saigon. 
because <laughs> it's emotionally devastating. So I'll be driving and like the song where she like kills a guy to defend her child will come on and she's like screaming through my car speakers. Yeah. Anyway, this was a long tangent. My point was just I have a playlist of every show tune that I like basically ever and putting it on shuffle is always the wildest adventure. I can imagine. That's how my Taylor Swift playlist is because it's mainly mm. every Taylor Swift song. There are a few that I just took out because I don't need to be crying like that. Um, <laughs> like Ronan, no. You can't no, catch me listening you can't to that casually song. casually listen to it. No. It's I love the, the guitar. when you shuffle yeah. like that. We bantered again. We bantered our way out of the out of the episode. Bantering in the afternoon at 9 You can literally add in the afternoon to <laughs> almost anything, and it will be hilarious. Insert random object or action here in the afternoon is, for some reason, the funniest formula to me right now. That's actually the title of the episode. Insert random object <laughs> in the afternoon. Oh... It's a fun one. And again, she didn't she didn't actively say they mentioned the afternoon, but they didn't actively say love in the afternoon in this one. So, I think it's cuz they like had sex in the middle of the afternoon. As it still stands, Married by Morning is the only one where she actually said the full title um in the book itself. But they did so. make love in the afternoon. In a cottage, no less. In a cottage. God bless. And she had done up all fancy, and mm-hmm. then he had those soldiers come sing her favorite song. That, that was hilarious. I liked about. that. Mm. The point is cottages. <laughs> the point is cottages, cottages in the afternoon. In the afternoon. <laughs> We're here all night. <laughs> We're here all afternoon. Our poor listeners are like, this isn't even a funny bit. No. Like, please move on. And we're like, this is the funniest thing we've ever come up with. Hmm. we are comedians that one my water uh, hydrating comedy as social commentary class that i took in college where my my final was a 10 minute stand-up set that class that would be so stressful it was a little stressful but i made a lot of jokes about catholicism and veggie tales and theater kids i don't know what i feel like we've talked about this on the podcast before yes yeah because we have the whole um your remote that's the vibrator Right, the vibrator of stand-up comedy you do it yourself yeah. right yeah i think yeah. didn't we also share the venn diagram yes yes that's in our google drive <laughs> i like that's reorganized our drive know. and then found it again that's one of my yeah. proudest achievements there's an entire bit about how ironic it is that bob and larry hosted veggie tales because cucumbers and tomatoes are technically fruit so uh, how ironic yeah. is it that veggie tales is hosted by a couple of fruit I hate tomatoes. I need my remote. I know, your remote's been absent. It's fine. Remind me next time I'll bust it out. Bust it out. (laughs) Popping E and busting out. In the afternoon. Yeah, we need to be done. Um, Yep. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much. Subscribe to the newsletter that I have yet to actually send out. Stay tuned for um, our next series, Reed. Um, we're taking a break um, starting – Yes. O- I was going to say October. Starting March <laughs> um, <laughs> March 31st, we'll have an episode next Friday and then like a two-week break, I think. Speaking of the um, episode next Friday. Yes. We're doing superlatives of mm-hmm. books that we read over the course of this past season of the podcast, right? 
Yes, yeah, so that goes this year and then like since we started the podcast. Yeah. Um, so this like is all this has all been season one. The and then we'll go into season two. Year. Um mm-hmm. so write in. Let us know yes. what superlatives you would like for us to uh, Yeah. And then the word I'm looking for. Talk about superlative. <laughs> I don't think that's a word. Superlative no. in the afternoon. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um yeah, so we'll pick like five of the submissions and then we'll each pick a book um that we read um in season one. Or like talked During. about it. I mean we talked about so many fucking books that <laughs> it'll you know it'll make sense. Um but yeah that's gonna be <laughs> We have to do that on Instagram. On our Instagram stories, so mm-hmm. you can write in. But. Mm-hmm. Or if you miss that, just email us. Or if you we'll probably strongly, you can write in on Spotify. That is very true. You so can um, use our little poll function. Not our poll function, just the little Q and A function. That's what it's called. Um, DM and DM. Email. There are so many yeah. ways. Please, and also like Caroline said at the beginning, subscribe to our Substack eventually. Someday um, I'll send one out. Yeah, we'll have one. And we've got fun <laughs> things planned. Um, oh. I'm excited. Yeah. Rock and roll. Rock and roll in the in afternoon. In the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs>